Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you.
Welcome to Relevant Life, a program brought to you by Mid-Country Chapel to encourage, motivate and bring this generation closer to God. Relevant Life is proudly sponsored by 8N Pharmacy Swami Marco, ZTH Company Limited, Asafo and Amakum, Morton's Pharmacy, TUC Junction. Stay tuned as our head pastor, Rev. David Kwanza, brings you today's message. Right, let's go straight to the word. How we move mountains. How difficult, seeming difficulties in life are dealt with. God specializes in all areas of life. Somebody's little problem brought unto God. God approaches it with all seriousness. And sometimes great destinies are even attached to very trivial issues. Very, very trivial issues. Great destinies can be born out of that. Because it's God. It's his ways. He knows how to make simple stuff. Great things come out, come out of very simple, simple, simple stuff. Like the story of Saul. Asses were lost. Asses. And he goes from one village to one town looking for those asses. And boom, he meets Samuel and says that you are the next king of Israel. It's his life that he has given unto us. So something so trivial, something powerful can come out of it. And then there are also complex issues. Very, very complex issues. But God is able to deal with all of them. There is no problem of humanity. There is no challenge that comes into mankind that God has not spoken about or he's not able to deal with. When Jesus spoke in Isaiah chapter 61 about the spirit of God upon him, he mentioned and enumerated all the problems in summary, everything that humanity goes through. And said that the spirit of God is the one that is able to take away all the problems, woes, and the perils of mankind. So there should be never any time in your life where you come and then you think that there's a certain issue that is too big. This one is too wonderful. This one, I just cannot deal with it. The Bible says that, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Nothing, nothing is too hard for me. Somebody say that nothing is too hard for God. Nothing is too hard for God. And so we've learned that these people, that God did great things in their life, from Abraham to Zechariah, and, uh, and uh, Elizabeth and Sarah and Hannah, these were all people that God uh, was able to come into their lives and do great things at the, at, the, at, at the latter ends of their life when they had almost given up on what they were trusting God for. Here comes Jehovah and then he breaks that yoke around their neck. Studying their lives and looking at the great things God was able to do, were able to make very important uh, points as to why they were able to trust God to that point. Why were they able to still believe 24 years 
and you have not given birth, it's, it's, it's a big deal. But it's even a bigger deal when you are 99 years. Okay? If you have been married for 25 years and have not given birth, and you are 45, or you are 48, or 51, there is hope, isn't it? But you are 99. So what kind of, what, what's going to happen? What kind of uh, biological re-engineering is going to change that kind of situation? But God comes in and is able to work the wonder. And I believe that God will work the wonders for you also. In the name of Jesus, the Heavenly Father is going to let it happen to you also. In Jesus' mighty name. You believe that he's going to make it happen. Give a shout unto the Heavenly Father. He, he is going to, he's going to make it happen. God is going to make it happen. So 60 years into the marriage of Zechariah and Elizabeth, no child. But the word of the Lord says that John was born. And John was no simple son. John was a man of destiny. John was a powerful guy. John was the one that ushered the coming of the Messiah. He was the one that ushered Jesus into his ministry. John was a powerful guy. John was the one that in the days of Jesus' ministry, he said that of all the women, the people born, uh, or children born by women, there is nobody like John. He, he is exceptional. He is matchless. John is matchless. Then those were the words of Jesus Christ. And he was born into a marriage that has been 60 years on and had no children. So we, we, we grow up and it is so easy for us to just throw some things away because we just think it's not going to work. When we have had challenges in life, we can look at ourselves, feel so pitiable. And then we say that, well, maybe it's my family. Maybe it's my life. Maybe I wasn't designed to become that or so. In our pursuit to become successful, we can struggle and struggle and struggle and then come to the conclusion that maybe I'm just not cut to become successful. We're looking for open doors and great opportunities that will turn our lives around. We might proceed into searching and fighting and doing all that we can in our power until we come to our wit's end. And then we don't know what to do and I say that, well, maybe that was not just for me. I came to remind you this morning in the name of Jesus that nothing is too hard for your God. God is going to get it done. We do not know tomorrow, but God knows. As you sit quietly listening to me like this, you have no idea who you're going to become. And I pray that the grace of God bring you to that point in life in the name of Jesus, where you will embrace the dreams that you have had. May the power of God help you in the name of Jesus to be who God has brought you into this world to become. So something, we saw some thread that runs through all these people that we were talking about. We saw how hope was engaged. They made sure that in the midst of all their trials, hope was there and hope was strong. I don't want to waste much time. And so let's go straight and continue. In Romans chapter 4, we said that in the book of Genesis, the Bible records it. Moses, between Moses and, uh, and, and Paul, this truth is being made known unto us. Moses wrote the book of Genesis. Paul wrote the book of Romans. And in between those two men of God, Moses gives us uh, a narrative of what actually happened. But Paul gives us the clues as to how it was able to happen. And I, later on, we're going to learn some things because Paul's life, as to how Paul's life became, teaches us that Paul was a learner. He was a learner. He got to know how it happened for Abraham. And he engaged himself in it. He was a learner. If you get to know history 
or you get to have knowledge and then you have applied it. You have learned. You have learned. A person has never learned if you get to know all the knowledge and don't apply it. But Paul was a, a man that applied what he has learned. So we can go to school, but if they tell us that uh, if you drop a lot of felt around, you know, it chokes the gutters and then it breeds a lot of mosquito and malaria comes and cholera comes and we are still throwing rubbish all over the place. We've not learned. We don't know hygiene. But we would have gone through school and we have even graduated and we can show our certificates. But Paul learned. He saw what happened and then he applied it. So in, in Romans, he opens this whole story up. And let's go back to that place. Romans, the chapter number 4. I think we're looking at the verse number 19. And being not weak in faith. That was the point we came to. He was not weak in faith. Abraham was not weak in faith. And the key word there is being. While you are going through the challenges and desiring that the mountain moves or the difficult problem gets out of your life, it's important that you don't get weak in faith. You have to make sure that you engage your faith-building uh, uh, senses. You, you are building. The, the struggle is on, but your faith is also even getting stronger. Being not weak in faith. How was Abraham able to wait until Isaac came? He made sure that his faith doesn't become weak. It's not like he had built a reservoir of faith and he was using it. It's not like that. That's why how strong you were some years ago wouldn't be a surety that you are going to become strong today unless you make up your mind that I'm going to make sure that my strength is constantly renewed. That's the word being there. He wasn't, so, sometimes some Christians think that yesterday's strength is going to carry them on today. No, it's not like that. While you live, while you pursue, you also make sure that your strength is being renewed all the time. So from the time he met God at the age of 78 or 75, now he has grown, let me say, to 88 and the sun has not come. What made him push on? He made sure that his faith was being built and renewed all the time. Being not weak in faith. I charge you not to be weak in faith. You're looking for a door to open. You don't have to be weak in faith. Make sure that your faith is being renewed. You are topping up your faith all the time. And then the word of the Lord said that, boom, the miracle happened. And he staggered not. According to the verse number 20, let's, let's move on. So he was not weak in faith. And 20, he staggered not at the promise of God. He didn't stagger. We learned that people who stagger are not in the natural. We stagger when we have uh, become intoxicated. So that is not our natural practice. So a man who drinks alcohol begins to do all sorts of things. He insults people, he bites, he's shouting at the top of his voice, he's insulting his mother-in-law, he's insulting his boss, he's insulting his landlord because he's under some influence, isn't it? That is not his natural life. His natural life is when he's cool and sober, walking around a respectful man, not a drunkard, not intoxicated, he speaks clearly, his thinking faculty is intact. That's, that's, that's his natural person. So here we realize that everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When we become the kind of people that are staggering in faith, 
because of unbelief. We are staggering in life because of unbelief. That is not our natural life. When you begin to doubt God and think it's not going to work, I don't think I can be able to uh, uh, make this program. I don't think I'll be able to succeed in life. And you are complaining and murmuring. That is not your natural life. That is staggering under some kind of intoxication. You see, our real life is when we walk in faith. That's your real life. When you can wake up in the morning and say, I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. This one is going to work. I'm going to become a successful woman. I'm going to be who God has brought me into this world to become. I have faith. I'm going to get married. And I'm going to marry one of the best of them. I'm going to be able to start this business. And it's going to be clean. It's going to be great. It's going to be powerful. A time is coming when you are calling for the Fortune 100 in Africa. My name will appear in it. Because God has given me grace to become a successful person. That is your natural work. Anything other than that, living in waverings and complaining, is staggering under some kind of intoxication called unbelief. So unbelief is an alcoholic beverage. When you drink it, you stagger. And that wouldn't be your natural life. Anytime you are confessing negative, that's not you. You're under intoxication. A lot of young men in Ghana today are drinking a lot of alcohol. So you listen to conversations now. You go on social media and read abuses. They are not living their natural life. So your walk of faith is your natural life. You walk by faith, you don't walk by sight. The next thing about these people that made them able to see impossibilities get out of their lives is that they were fully persuaded of the power of God. I don't know whether it's that. That's point six or seven. Is that six or seven? Point number six. They were fully persuaded about the power of God. They were persuaded of that. That God is powerful and that what God has said he's going to do. Shall we move on? Verse number 21. And being fully persuaded. So here again that word appears. Why is God changing the grammar? He talks about things that have happened and, and Paul by the Holy Spirit is explaining to us how we can also get to where Abraham got to so that the things we call difficult today, how can I turn a family that has been ravaged by poverty for decades and for generations, how can I turn that around? There's no uncle, there's no father, there's no treasure. None of our grandfather was able to put some gold in a certain pot and hide it somewhere in the house. Nothing like that. It's been absolute difficulty. It's been absolute challenge. Even the school that I'm going now, uh, it's only by the grace of God. There are some of you here, your friends are the ones paying your school fees. How can I turn this around? How can I change this? When I was in Bible college, it was my friends that paid my school fees at the Bible college. How can I change this? How can I alter what seemed to be the destiny of this family? We're going on a, on a wrong direction. We're moving on a wrong trajectory. How can I change this? How is it going to work? He was fully persuaded. Being persuaded. It also means that in your work with God, at a certain point in time, your belief and strong faith in God last year can change. And all of us are witness to that. That early in the year, or in a certain part of the year, you come to a certain point where all your persuasion is gone. It means the same thing. That you can be hot in December spiritually and be so cold in January, especially around January 14th and 21st. So what was Abraham doing? was making sure that he reinforces his persuasion. He made sure. He had to fuel his persuasion much as he was fueling his faith. You fuel your faith by the word of God. You fuel your persuasions fasting and prayer. He was persuaded. And it was a full persuasion, not shallow persuasion. Shallow persuasion is not going to lead anybody anywhere. A shallow persuasion will wake up in the morning, 
do the morning devotion, and then right after that, when you get to work or school, you begin to speak negative. A shallow persuasion can speak all the scriptures and the quotations, and then in conversations, spew out unbelief all over the place. It means that the persuasion is shallow. A shallow persuasion will do all the wonderful worship in church, raise hands, even cry, and then at the car park, begin to talk negative. That's why he's talking about full persuasion. He was fully persuaded about what? Being fully persuaded that what he had promised, that is what God has promised, he was also able to perform it. So he did not only fuel his faith, he fueled his persuasion. That you wake up every morning and you are telling yourself that I serve a mighty God, I serve a powerful God. I serve, I serve the Elohim, I serve the El Shaddai. The all-sufficient God. He is able to touch every life of almost 8 billion lives on earth. He is able to take care of all of them because they put their hope and their trust in him. He's going to take care of me. When I look at the moon and the stars and the things that thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou think about him? But you've made me only a little lower than yourself. God, I know that I matter. God, I know that you are mindful of me. I know, Jehovah, that you think about me on a daily basis, on an hourly basis. And therefore, I'm going to make it in life. You step out into the street and you are full of this vigor that God is going to help me. So irrespective of what happens at the office, at school, no matter who doesn't love you, who doesn't like you, you are fully persuaded. Christianity is set up in such a way by God to refuel people all the time. I was thinking about this this morning. Why do we come to church every Sunday? Why every Wednesday? Why every Friday? God, that is the programming of God to make sure that we become fully persuaded. If we cut off from those things, we become weak in faith. He was not only a man full of faith who made sure that his faith becomes stronger. He was also a man that was always fueling his persuasions. And the persuasion was that the God who was promised is also able to do what? To perform it. Oh, glory to God. I pray the Lord perform your destiny in the name of Jesus. I pray the Lord perform his promise in your life. I pray that the Lord bring to pass everything you are believing him for by faith. Can I speak a prophecy over your life? That in the name of Jesus, grace is given unto you to rise from the ashes of your life. Right now, there is a grace upon your life. And beauty is coming out. Beauty is coming forth. Your story has not ended. Your story just got begun. You just began that story. It's going to end in a sweet that everybody's going to look at you and say wow look at what God has done may your life turn people into an ambulance when you pass by may they be saying wow 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 look at the life God has created receive his grace to break through every dream is possible keep on dreaming keep on trusting keep on believing keep on having faith keep on holding on to god he's going to fulfill that promise in your life abraham was persuaded but it wasn't something that was in the past tense present continuous every day he made sure that his persuasions were fueled on a daily basis we come to church so that because we need to be persuaded have you realized that sometimes you go through some difficulties and then you say that, oh, but at that service, at that meeting, that was the day my eyes got opened. That day I understood what God is doing in my life. Your persuasions were fewer. Between the promise and the performance, the time God promised that Abraham, I'm going to do that, and the day God performed it, between promise and performance, there is ability. 
in, in our local uh, sages, there's something we said. They said that what so promised can and what will persuade you that Quatrequa can deliver? Is his ability. Has Quatrequa some ability? No. Because you can tell that if Quatrequa had ability, he wouldn't be Quatrequa. So there is a promise and there is a performance. Between the two is ability. The ability of God to accomplish what he has promised. And it is his ability that gives us that persuasion. So somebody will say that, oh, I'm going to have that break. Somebody has promised me that he's going to give me the money. He said that, who made that promise? He said that, it is sister, so-so and so, brother, so-so and so. Why? Because they doubt his or her ability. He cannot do it. But then when he said that, oh, somebody has promised that I'm going to have a store at a doom. He said that, a doom store, we don't know more. So, oh, I've been promised. Who promised you? Nanane promised me. Hey, why are you lucky? Maybe I will die, you know, tell me. I mean, call that who why? Because you know the king's ability. That is what gives persuasion. So, as a child of God, as a child of God, it is your, the ability of God to perform that must persuade you. Can God do what my father cannot do? Yes. Can God do what the president cannot do? Yes. Yes, yes. Can God do what the devil cannot do? Yes. I am persuaded because his power is beyond measure. He can do it. He can fulfill his promise. So I am persuaded that he's going to do it. He made the promise and he's going to perform. May the Lord perform every promise made in your life. You see, when you are persuaded, church, you become a church worm. When I see people who go to church and once in a while they drop in church and then they don't go to church again, and then once in a while, it means that they are not fully persuaded. They are not fully persuaded to the extent that sometimes some people think that even going to church is a waste of time. Spending too much time in the house of God, they would rather go and use their strength and energies to do something else instead of sitting in church. When you become fully persuaded, you always want to be at the feet of God. This year, your Christian life has changed because God has the ability. He had the ability to let an old womb give birth. He had the ability to change Abraham's sister. At 99 years, not any man can perform that much. But God came in by his spirit and touched Abraham. His whole reproductive system got revived. Listen, there were so many things God could do. But at that age, at that point in Abraham's life, what mattered to God was his reproductive system. It's important. So even after Isaac was born, Abraham realized that I'm too fresh. And Sarah is old. So he went in for a young woman called Keturah and gave birth to seven other sons. Your dream will not die. I said, your dream will not die. I said, your dream is coming alive. In the name of Jesus. God has touched that. Is that important? It was important to God. So now Abraham is producing seven other sons who were born at the age of 100. Are you ready? Seven businesses are coming out of your life. Even though you have struggled with just one. Receive the potency of God. To birth another seven. In the name of Jesus. Prophesy over your one business, your one small business. The hey, seven are going to come out of the dividends I'm going to yield from this. Other stores are opening, other shops are opening. Many more stuff are happening to my life because the power of God can do this. And I am persuaded. I am persuaded that for my dream to live in New York, although I've tried three times, four times, it did not work, but it's going to work. I'm going to be living in New York. I don't like bronze. 
I want to be in the Manhattan. I want to be close to Donald Trump. I want to make sure that I live among the affluent and the influential and persuade that God can get it done. Can you raise your hand? Let me see if you are alive. You got to be fully persuaded. Fully persuaded because God has the ability. You can follow God and still doubt him. People doubt God because, you know, they, don't, they are not aware of his, of, his, of, his, of his ability. There was a man that came to Jesus and was asking for the healing of his uh, 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 daughter, or servant. And the Bible says that when he met Jesus, I think it was a servant, he was with the centurion. And then the word of the Lord said that when he met Jesus, he said that, Lord, I'm not worthy for you to come to my home. I know your ability and I'm persuaded. So, yeah, go ahead. I know your ability. It, it is ability that persuades us. And God has the ability. Do you believe in his ability? Let, let me see by hand, those of you who believe in him. Your situation is changing. Your difficulties are breaking apart. In the name of Jesus, right now, in the, the solutions are coming. Your way, they are coming in your life. Your life is changing. Situations are changing. Problems are rolling away. In the name of God, has the ability. The man said that you've got the ability. Don't come to my house. Just speak a word. Just speak a word. Just speak a word. Just speak a word. And I'm speaking a word into your life. Poverty has ended in the name of Jesus. Spiritual struggles have ended in the name of Jesus. Your perils and woes have ended in the name of Jesus. Your sickness is healed in the name of Jesus. Your promotion is released in the name of Jesus. Excellence is coming your way. You are now smarter than how you used to be. You are overcoming that program. You are overcoming that course in the name of Jesus. He has the ability and so we are persuaded is that, that you don't need to come to my house just say it in a word just saying it a word and jesus wanted to understand how did this guy came to that level of persuasion what made him do this what made him say that and the man revealed the source of that faith he said that i am a man i say to people go they go come i've experienced that myself i'm a sentient I am a soldier over a regiment of 100 people and I speak, they obey. And so you don't need to come. When you have that ability, and you don't need to be everywhere, just speak it and it's going to happen. He was persuaded. You see, when we understand ability, so he knew the ability of Jesus. He doesn't have to be there by my servant. My Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. God doesn't have to come to you. Some of us are waiting for that moment when Jesus will walk into your room. You alone. Your room can't stand Jesus. And then there, Lord Jesus is, is, is looking at you from the top. Ah, Pabna, Pabna. And then Baba will sit up there. They say, yeah, yeah, yeah. He would just speak it by a word. A word from his servant 
a word from the spirit into your heart you may not see him but you heard the word in the name of jesus you may not touch him but that word got into your heart am i transmitting something into your spirit i am here in mid country i'm going to feed you and feed you and feed you i'm going to pump you up with the promise and the word of god and you get to that point in your life where everything becomes possible receive the power of god's spirit the lord manifests power through his word in your life he knew ability enhances persuasion it makes people know that wow this thing can work this thing can work why do you go to church all the time i know that god is going to do it he's going to help me in life he's my fountain he's my rock he's the one in whom i trust all the things that my family could never do for me this god can do it for me do you need to be persuaded yes in second second timothy the chapter number one and the verse 12 look at this oh thank you lord jesus for the which cause i also suffered these things nevertheless i am not ashamed for i know whom i have believed what follows let's go one two and i want to hear the ladies one go and for the which cause I also suffered these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. When you have become a believer, you got to know God. You have to know that he is all powerful. You got to know that. Don't follow God as if he's one of those malams or fetish priests. He's the all powerful God. Paul said, I know the one I have believed. And knowing him by believing him has given me that persuasion. And so he could go to all extent and all length to get things done. Paul said that for me, if I live, I live for Christ. If I die, I die for Christ. That is the voice of a man who is fully persuaded. Even in death, to him there was glory. So he was not only too worried about how to live and how to live long. He cherished death. He said that, you know what? I wish I could go, but for your sake, I got wings. All things, all things, all areas. He was strong, he was adamant because he knew who he was. And knowing God, knowing his ability, gave him that persuasion that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Hey, you have committed your life to Christ, he's going to keep it in the name of Jesus. You have committed your business to God, he's going to keep it and make it successful in the name of Jesus. You've committed your destiny, your visions unto God, he is going to keep it. God will not throw your life into the hands of the devil, he will not throw your destiny into the midst of the wolves. You've committed it to him and he's going to keep it. Paul said that I, I am persuaded that what I commit unto God, he's well able to do what? Keep it. Praise be unto the name of the Lord. It's always an honor to come to you at such a time of your day to bring you such truth, to bring you such light and word of the Lord to begin your day with and to construct your day, your week and the months coming with the word of the Lord. My name is Reverend David Seth Kwansa. I'm the head pastor of Mid Country Chapel. We meet at a Macomb traffic light opposite the Children's Park. And uh, every Sunday, our services start at 7 a.m. Uh, to 9.15. That is the first service. And the second service starts at 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock. We invite you to come and fellowship with us. We invite you to come and worship with us. It's a season where God is doing powerful things in spite of the challenges that our world is going through. And so we are honored to have you tuning in to our broadcast and being part of this. I invite you every Thursday morning at exactly 520 on Love FM to come and be part 
of this. The Lord bless you so much. We'll be waiting for you at church. We have meetings also on Wednesday evenings at exactly 6 o'clock, which ends at 8. The Lord bless you and have a wonderful day. We'll be with you again. Bye-bye. You can also be a part of this great ministry by joining through sponsoring. To sponsor, please call 0244-461-471. Individuals, businesses and corporate organizations are welcome. May the good Lord bless you more as you propagate the kingdom message. For prayer and counseling, you can call 0244-461-471. Remain blessed. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.